0: Today is the second part of a two-part series in Managing Your Energy with Tony Hench, an energy coach for moms. Today, we're building on what was talked about in the last episode and discussing planning your day in light of your natural energy cycles. I hope you enjoy it. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama, ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. What would you say? Do you have any tips in particular for homeschool moms and how they could schedule their day so that they can keep their energy levels up?
1: Yes, one of the things I think that's most important is to pay attention to, we talked about the circadian rhythm, but to pay attention to the other rhythm running our day, which is your ultradian rhythms. So these are about 90 minutes to a couple hours. Your brain goes through these energy rhythms where you have like, a little bit of a warm-up period. Then you have like a focus period where your, your brain is really like optimally ready for learning or focusing on a task. And then you kind of have like a wind down period where your brain and body need to recharge. And so as a teacher, I really saw these in the classroom, but I really see them in my day every day that when I plan around those like 90 minute to two hour chunks, it's really much more productive because we generally tend to think that we're going to get more done if we just kind of push through those energy slumps. If we just like just like muscle our way through and we just keep going. And the problem with that is that that usually adds up. Well, not usually it does. It adds up toward the end of the day. So every time you push through that, period, when your brain needs to recharge, your brain is going into the exhaustion mode. And so we're just kind of creeping slowly and slowly. And that's why most of us get to the end of the day. And I used to, and you're just like spent, you're completely exhausted. And so planning, like, and here's how I would do it is mostly you set up your day for about 90 minutes. So like, let's say in the morning at 90 minutes, what can you do for the last 20 minutes of that so for an hour, let's say it takes you an hour and ten minutes to get up, get ready, get breakfast going. Maybe you're you're sitting down and eating for that twenty minutes, and that allows you to kind of rest, slow down, in your brain to recharge. And then you do another, let's say you're you're working um, or you're starting, you know, school. Maybe like there's a, a small warm up activity for about. You know, 15 minutes or so. And then you have that brain time. For kids, it's a lot less. I think we'll all notice that um, of actual focus time, but their bodies and brains still work on that. About ninety minutes to an hour and twenty, or sorry, to one hundred twenty minutes. So it's about two hours. And you'll notice it. Generally, your ultradian rhythms are kind of peak, like a little bit longer. They peak and get a little bit longer between ten and two. Before ten, they're a little bit shorter, and after ten, they're a little bit shorter just because you're no longer in that like optimum period. So. If you can kind of pay attention to this and you just notice this, once you kind of have that like 90 minute marker, you'll start to notice like, oh, look, I can see they're all kind of like zoning out or I'm getting tired you can take a rest break. And it always doesn't have to be something like, you know, sitting down or what we generally tend to think of restful is like during the middle of my day, it's mostly active rest. It's like a walk or putting in a load of laundry or something, just getting my brain a second to switch out of that, like heavy working mode or teaching mode. If you're, if you're um, homeschooling something that's more taxing on your brain and kind of switching
0: it to something else. Mm-hmm. So is there, so you said 10 before 10 PM and after 2 PM is not the most optimal energy level times, would you say? Right. So
1: okay. generally the, like it's 10 AM is most people. And sometimes it's nine, eight, depending on where you are or your or your. but generally around then we hit like our focus, you know, brain time, they call it like biological prime time. It's mm-hmm. like when your your brain, your body, you're waked up, you're ready to go. So when you kind of notice this, the ultradian rhythms will be a little bit shorter. Like you'll need a little bit rest a little bit more frequently before that. And then generally after about 2 PM, you'll need a little bit more. Um, they'll get a little bit shorter and you'll need a little bit more rest periods a little bit more frequently, just because you're getting to the end of the day. So if you can kind of think about that rhythm, as you set up your day and kind of start to notice, you know, well, and generally often kids will start to follow our, our rhythm because their bodies and brains are set up the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're generally kind of orchestrating their day. So, when you wake up, you're triggering that first little rhythm with how you know the light, with how hydrated you are, with the moving of your body. So as you start to do that, you can use those same things as rest as rest breaks throughout your day: um, hydration, movement, light, hmm. uh, breathing. Those can be the little brain breaks that you put in there. Um, but even like simply switching from like a uh, heavy, you know, brain heavy task, like maybe you're teaching math or, or instructing something and then just switching to something else like, okay, now we're going to put in a little laundry or go on a walk or something like that will give your brain that time to recharge. Um, Cause you literally have like, call them little batteries, but you have this like certain amount of energy that your brain can hold. And that's what causes the ultradian rhythm. So as you use it and you get toward the end, you need to recharge it. It's kind of like, you know, you've spent that day that you've spent like with your phone always never above like 20%. You're always running around trying to find a charger. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't start the day like fully charged or you don't stop and like fully recharge that phone, it actually ends up being a lot more frustrating and, and costing you a lot more on the end because you're always running on that low end of the battery, but literally just t- paying attention and saying like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel that energy dip I'm going to take five to 10 minutes and recharge. Then when you come back to that task, and I know that's it's hard to think that way as a mom, especially, mm-hmm. but um, involving your kids, like, what can I do in a way that they're going to give me a break and they're going to get a break too. So maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a dance party. Maybe it's like, we're all going to stop here and clean up for a minute or throw in a lot of laundry and you give yourself that break. And then you get back into that rhythm. Your brain is ready to actually engage in that
0: task this is, this is helpful to know. Cause I think for, for me personally, sometimes when I have everyone's attention, which I feel like is so rare, it's like, I don't really want it to stop because I feel like if I do that dance party or that walk, I'll never get this back. You know, it's like, it's so much work to gather everybody again. Um, so i I like really want to maximize on the time that we have together because I know it's so short. Um, So, but this, there is so much that you could do outside. And this is what I talk about a lot. There's so much you can do outside of sitting at a table and doing homeschooling anyway. So, um, so it's kind of that mindset shift where you can learn through the walk. You can learn doing other things. Learning how to do the laundry is a part of homeschooling as well. So, um, you can take your brain, brain breaks and still do so much learning and, um, educating through that.
1: And actually this is a, a helpful mindset. Cause I get that, especially as a new teacher, they always, we always talk about time. Like we need to stuff all of this into this time. And that's just kind of, our culture, but I think it doesn't come out anywhere more than in education. The problem is, is after a certain point you're stuffing, like think about it as like having an overfill bag at a certain point, you're stuffing more in there. You're actually more likely that stuff is going to start to fall out.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So when
1: you, when you are, maximizing that time, it really is paying attention to their attention levels. And kids, we all used to say it's their age plus two. So if they're three, they can pay attention for five minutes. And actually if they're 10, they can pay attention for 12 minutes and actually hold and retain that information. Mm -hmm. So when we think of like more, you can actually get more retention and more understanding and more learning with less time. If you're just really, like you've got their attention and you get like one main idea or something in there. They're actually going to retain it. And their brain is going to have the time to start to make connections. And the point is, they're actually learning more after you stop talking, like, which is an odd thing to think about. But their brains start to put the connections together and their brains need that energy and time afterwards to process that information.
0: Yes, this is this is really true. And I, you know, I think the educating model is like the teacher teaches the students listen and that's how they learn. But it's just not true. They don't learn as much that way. They learn more by telling other kids what they learned about or or telling another parent what they learned and, you know, thinking about it afterwards. It's so true. And that this is something that I think is missing a lot um, with the way the school system is set up. It's just not it doesn't really promote the best learning, you know, that they are trying to change things. And um, I do see a difference in our education system. Um, We've come a long way from where we used to be, but there's still so much room for growth and it's very hard when you have so many kids in a room in one classroom and with one teacher to be able to, to have as many breaks as they actually need to be able to thrive.
1: Completely. I agree. And that's why I think it's the beauty of homeschooling is you do have so much control over your schedule and we've never been shown, I think. And that's why it was such a a learning curve for me is that your schedule in your environment is really your productivity, Mm -hmm. like how you are setting up your day. It's really all you're getting out of learning, like the environment of the classroom or the home is really, you know, can be sometimes 70, 80% of the learning is the environment in which you're doing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. it's really true. Um, I'm, I talk about this all the time, like the clutter and the I cannot think in an environment like that. So I have to have less stuff and a clear table in order to really process what I'm what I'm doing. Um, And I I would imagine that a lot of children are the same way. Um, So there's just so much that goes into learning.
1: (laughs) Well, when you think about that, it's actually clutter is in the environment part of it. People don't understand I'm like that is energy management. Like when you are looking at something and there's just so much visually to process, your brain is spending energy just processing that visual clutter. It's mm-hmm. not spending energy focusing on this task. And. For kids, it's even more so. I think in a lot of traditional classrooms, you had so much stuff all over the walls. And it's like their, their brains are literally spending energy just to tune out that visual clutter to try and focus. Or I talked, you know, on a, I was on a different podcast and I was like, you'll see like movement, just adding that into your day will change how you feel. But we've all been taught to sit still as though that's mm-hmm. focusing. But if you look at a, a young kid, they're never sitting still. They're always moving and their bodies are always in these odd positions and they're like, you know, sprawling off the bed or leaning off the chair. But that's actually how our bodies were designed to do was movement. So the more you can incorporate movement into your day in just natural ways, um, that's a huge energy booster there because there's nothing that will make your body shut down your energy production faster than sitting still.
0: <laughs> yeah and and depending on how you were raised and how you were if you weren't homeschooled then you were sent to school and um it's it's hard another mindset shift too to see that and to say ah there's no way they could be retaining information and but you know I have been blown away by my when my oldest daughter she, when she was little, she would be moving around so much. And I was reading to her and she understood everything. She answered every question. And I was like, how is this even possible? Because I was so used to teaching in the schools, reading books while everyone's sitting on the floor. And then I have my daughter and I see, wow, she's really getting it, but yet she's hasn't sat still for a second. Um, and that kind of is what opened my eyes. So there is another way to do things, you know, it, you don't have to have everyone sitting down to be able to understand and learn. So yeah, it really-, really has
1: a lot to do with energy is like, it takes energy to process information. And when your body is moving, it just makes it, an, especially for kids, it makes it a much easier environment for their brain to incorporate that information because their brains just
0: light up when you're moving. Thank you so much. I learned a ton. I'm so excited to have this one air. Tell us where we can find you on social media and how we can work with you.
1: Oh, thank you. I love, I love talking about it, especially when it comes to education, because it's, it's such a passion of mine to have kids learn in an environment that makes sense for their brains and bodies where learning is like fun. Um, so for me, you can find me at tonyhench.com, H-E-N-C-H. And then also on all the socials, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, same handle, Tony Hench.
0: Okay. And I will put that in the show notes. Um, and you, do you have a, a course or a program? Yes. So I offer a program um, called Design Your Day, which is
1: all of these tools with an energy tracker, with... Um, a scheduling system so that it just kind of teaches you how to pay attention to those energy rhythms, how to put those breaks in there and just makes designing your own schedule and system for you easy to do, because I feel like we're always trying to like work by somebody else's schedule. um, And that doesn't work for us or for our families or for how our life is set up. And then I also offer um, individual one-on-one energy coaching for moms who want to be able to, be optimized with their energy and work less but do more.
0: <laughs> That's what we all want, right? Yes. So I will I will definitely add the your program to the show notes as well. And so thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you that took the time out of your day to write a review for this podcast. Every review helps me get this podcast in front of more moms. I'm running a giveaway for the month of March 2022. And if you take the time out of your day to write a review on Apple Podcasts, please email me a screenshot of it at Jackie at whole 9 com, and you'll be entered to win a Target gift card. I truly appreciate you and hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy recording them for you.